All right, we're on. All right. Um, new phone. Who this? <laughs> <laughs> God. Yeah. It's, um, uh, it's been a bit. Been a few, yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah. Sorry, listeners. Let's see. The last episode was released on May 9th. Mm. That was the July 2022 announcements, and I think that was actually... Still had the surge episode in the can, still do. Yeah, we still do. So that's what four months. I, um, <laughs> man, the surge episode. Uh, oh, poor surge. That, that was, I know <laughs> that 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 was a great conversation, and and you all will hear it one you day. You will. A lot of people have already. The the people that's that true. were on Patreon, but that's true. Uh, but no, it, it will go. Um, uh, we'll be having another episode actually probably in between then. Um, I'll be sending an apology to Serge for, uh, but I think he'll, uh, if he'll anybody, under- he he'll will understand. understand. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's going to be an, after months of, of nothing, there's going to be an embarrassment of riches <laughs> yeah. coming your way. And we have, uh, at some point we have a lot to catch up on. So uh, oh, yeah. I'm, I, I don't love to figure out how to do that, but listeners. Hi, I'm so we kind of went on hiatus. We did tell people in the Facebook group, but, um, you know, word doesn't travel. We didn't put it on the feed or anything, uh, but we had a ver- extended hiatus. I think I talked about this on the show, Jill, um, with mm. uh, Surge. So, so I, I I can't remember, but um, yeah, I had a, a bad COVID case, um, you know, very very bad, and I was uh, you know m- managing that. It's been um, a while now. I guess technically it would be long COVID. Did, do you remember? Yeah. Did I talk? talk about that with Serge? I think you, if I can't remember if it made it, uh, in our chat or if it was off, off the recording, but right. we did discuss because, um, well, I won't say, cause I'm not sure if, if uh, I think he was pretty open about it, but um, yeah, but we'll yeah. just say that we had something in common. So yeah. We'll leave it there. Actually, we had a lot in common. Um, th- yeah. I, I honestly think that's one of our best episodes. Oh, so. it was, it was wonderful. And it was fun. Um, but you know, just as like a public service announcement, you know, get those vac- vaccines. I mean, you were vaccinated, but this was this was still yep. during Delta, and you didn't even know you had COVID yeah, at the I, time. I think I had. I think I did get Delta. Um, it was after my booster, even. Um, yeah. And so, and since then, I'm quad vaxxed. So I just got yeah. the the bivalent. I, I believe it's. I don't know how you pronounce mm-hmm. that. The Omicron. I've been one. saying bivalent, but you know that's Bi- yeah. a dumb Southern hick speak. Uh, you know, I, um, violent. Yeah. I, um, I, and I can say this now, but I've been in a Pfizer study and, um, you know, I got my first course, you know, last year and then I got the booster back in the spring and then, um, I qualified for this Pfizer study, uh, in June and, uh, it's for people that, you know, had, specifically the uh, Pfizer vaccines and the booster and had no, had not tested positive for COVID. And, you know, I have to my knowledge, not had COVID, although Mm -hmm. I do think, um, because my husband got it in June, actually right before I went for this study and, uh, but I didn't get it and our daughter didn't get it, but my daughter and I were sick back in May and we tested tested negative multiple times, uh, home test and PCR, Mm -hmm. but we had all the symptoms and she had a confirmed close contact. But according to this study, you just had to 
have no positive test. And technically I had no positive test. So I went and I got a shot. Um, there were no placebos. So we were told you are getting a vaccine. You just don't know which one gotcha. you're getting. Which is, yeah, ethical. <clears throat> and um, they, I had to go back and get some blood draws, you know, to so they can uh, test for antibodies. And um, I have one more blood draw in December. But at my last blood draw, which was uh, two or three weeks ago, they said, oh, hey, great. Um and you have been unblinded today. So we're all, and they were, they didn't know what I was getting either. So they, um, they told me what I got. And so I got the bivalent that's available, except I got a high dose. Mm. So I got double what is currently available right now. Oh, wow. So I'm, so I was like, okay, cool, great. And also that explains why my arm was swollen like a like there was a you know <laughs> softball yeah. you know but um but anyways yeah go get those boosters and uh mm -hmm. they seem to be doing a pretty good job and you know ugh. you should have had like a you know those those gender reveal um parties you know, I know like right a, 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 a vax reveal okay it's <laughs> it's omicron let's throw i don't know what color balloon would, that would be i know oh god you <laughs> but, know just um, various colors of shit brown you know <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah, the vaccine, I, I don't want to mislead people. The vaccine really did work with me. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I, my initial infection was very mild. So technically what I did was I did get long COVID. So there was a period of like nothing. And then, uh, you know, I flipped a switch and all hell broke loose. And yeah. and if anybody you know, has any doubts, I'll be glad to talk to you because, uh, yeah, I, it's been almost a year now and I lost my job and don't feel sorry for me. I'm fine. But uh I needed to lose my, I, I couldn't work. Um, so, and I was on disability yeah. for about four months um, or so. So um, yeah, I was in rough shape. And what's funny is you just lose your desire for, so like for earlier this year, I, I just wasn't watching many movies. I, actually, I, I could kind of relate to your situation, mm -hmm. uh, Jill, like in the, um, the onset of the pandemic. Yeah. In fact, I thought about that very often. I was like, I just have no desire, but obviously I'm, I'm better now. Um, I'm watching a lot of movies, which we're going to talk about. <laughs> <And> <laughs> because because apparently this is a uh, podcast about movies. Uh, apparently so, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, the vaccines work. I'm fine. Uh, the show's back, and we're expecting it to be um, to really just pick up where we left off. Yeah. Um, so should we share what's happening next? Why not? Why not? All right, so it's let's um, do it. Let's do it. So this week we're actually recording with um, Sean Baker. Yay! Um, we what's interesting is I actually talked to Sean. Uh, we talked earlier this year, and you know, back when I was dealing with um, my situation, I didn't tell him, but I, I think he knows now. Um, and we're, he, you know, he he didn't wasn't specific, but he was like, hey, um, you know, maybe later in the year. Uh, <laughs> And uh, I think we know why now. Um, so I, yeah. And it is later in the year. And um, in fact, it, I literally just finished watching uh, the Criterion of Takeout uh, that just came out. Um, I finished it about uh, an hour ago. Or not, yeah, about an hour ago. It's, it's amazing. And so we'll talk through that. And we're also going to talk to his co-director. Um, so that'll, that'll be coming out next. Um, his co-director for uh, that, and I, I don't have her name in front of me. I don't want to mess it up. So I mean not going to say it, but um, she ended up working with Sean on his later uh, 
films. Um, so, I, uh, Jill, I know you haven't seen a lot of them, but no, it's going to be uh, a very illuminating and educational conversation for me. I'm really looking forward to uh, speaking with both of them. It'll be great. Yeah, well, Sean is um, Sean just loves talking talking shop. Um, I and... love a director <laughs> or a filmmaker who who loves movies. Yeah. And this seems like a very odd statement to make, but <laughs> which we'll get into this in a minute. Uh, I'd like to discuss, but th there are a lot of filmmakers who just really have a disdain for the for the art form and for the 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 subjects that they cover. And so it's very refreshing to to uh, have someone who genuinely has a love of cinema. Yeah, like a passion too. I mean yeah. We like it's not on... just a job. It's it's a right. it's a like it it speaks to them. You know, it, it's yeah. it's part of their their being. I, I like that. Boy, I wish I had a job like that. And <laughs> and I might I might who knows? Uh, I'm actually you know kind of kind of thinking in that direction. Um, um, but yeah, Sean's a super good guy. And yeah, we recorded with him about I want it's been about three four years whenever florida Pro project came out it was before right before florida project came out so i want to say that was 2018 um maybe 2017 but yeah he's super cool um and yeah, my my memory is just that he, he <laughs> just got so carried away he just started looking at his dvd collection blu-ray collection and just uh you know shouting out movies it was great. i love i love at any point where you know, a conversation just some people would say devolve, and yes. I wouldn't say that. But whenever, whenever a, a conversation goes to, hang on, let me let me pull, up, yeah. let me pull these out. I love it. It's it like was, it was good. Yeah, it's just totally talking shop and shooting the shit like shooting we are, the shit, which we're doing, doing today. That's and, right. And listeners, we'll, we said we need to have just a shoot the shit episode. So. Yeah. Um, so don't expect a whole, a whole lot. No, we there's know. not. We're not. We're not running down a list. We're just, you know, kind of, uh, you know, just kind of. Get, I had to dust off. <laughs> let, let me say something. I had to dust off my uh, my mic, and then when I pulled, I have the these like uh, you know studio um, noise canceling over the ear headphones, and mm -hmm. I pulled them out of the case. And the uh, the foam is disintegrating, and it's like I went to put the like I opened them up to put them on, and like it's like shedding all over my desk. So I had to borrow wow. my husband's <laughs> headphones. That's how long it's been, people. So we had yeah. to we had to we've got to kind of get back into the groove, you know. Yeah, and I have had a broken computer uh, between them, so <laughs> yeah, so basically and... it's like fresh yeah. uh so yeah I'd i did too the hard drive on my <laughs> mac went out and actually in the middle of a i was in the middle of a deadline and i i have a macbook air but and don't know snarky comments this about mac <laughs> versus pc now i am um, my hard drive died and that was fun and so like you have had to like set it up as a brand new computer mm -hmm. and um <laughs> oh yeah comical it just if comical. It, if this was a PC, it'd be dead. It, it, it oh, God. Been, it would have died a, a death a few months back. Um, but, yeah, I think a good analogy for what we're doing here is we're just kind of stepping into the shallow end of the pool. Yeah, dipping get, a toe, dipping a toe. Getting our, our feet wet. But but there, And we will catch up at some point. Um, there, There's so much. <laughs> that some movies couldn't. came out. You know, some a movies lot of movies. came out. They, they announced some movies. 
Yes, with we haven't done August, so I we're actually not that far behind because we're we haven't done August September, so we're obviously in September today. Yeah. And um and there's some good stuff coming out, so I yeah, yeah I, I I really want to talk about a lot of maybe we'll get to a couple, um but I think that's probably going to be one episode we just gonna just um, speed yeah, round <laughs> yeah d- totally do a speed round of what has come out. Um, um, what have you, what have you seen lately? Good. Anything? So that, that's a, a great question. Well, actually first I, because this is kind of connected to that question. Yeah. Um, I do want to say that I was, this was something, something I was planning, um, you know, like last year. Uh, so it's not about my situation or the job, but I'm going to be selling some, uh, some oh, box yeah. sets, and I'll probably um, and and I'm not gonna be go crazy with like charging like out of print prices because I have some really really good stuff, um, and I'm gonna try to charge like face value as much much as I can plus shipping because a lot of them bought from overseas, but I've ha- I have I have been watching um, like a ton of box sets. Uh, most recently, I finished the uh, Chabrol, the second Chabrol set, so okay. I watched both of them. And our good friend Farron uh, had a commentary for. Uh, the Flower of Evil. Um, it's yeah. always a pleasant surprise to uh, see Farron on there, and it was a great commentary. Uh, of, of course, it is. Um, so I'll be putting those in the fa- Facebook group for Criterion now, and um, you know, give listeners first dibs. There'll there'll be a lot of out out of print stuff, um, some indicator stuff, Arrow, um, imprint, which is going to be a little more expensive because I don't know why they're more expensive, but they are. Uh, um, yeah. And um, yeah, so so I've been watching a lot of those. I think I've watched all the noir sets except for four. I've watched okay. the bo- bogey set, um, and I'll be honest with you, the bogey set was okay. Um, <laughs> it was not not the best bogey movies. Um, there were a couple no. couple clunkers in there. Um, but yeah, but just but not not too much. Like it would be bad if I'm since I'm not working. I'm not going to watch four movies every day. <laughs> that would be irresponsible. <laughs> it would be cool. <laughs> um, um, but I've been watching at least one or two. Like if I, if I'm ahead of one a month, one a day, when I look at my letterbox at the end of the month, then I'm, I'm pleased with that. So what man, about you? That's well, you know what? I've actually, uh, seen some shit. See, okay. Um, we took Ellie last week to see moon age daydream in the theater and we saw it at uh in imax and uh so this is the it's i don't think it's quite fair to call it a documentary but brett morgan um what he has done with this with this film is it's unbelievable it is a and I say it's it's not a documentary because if you're if you're looking for um to learn about Bowie's life, David Bowie's life, um you probably this is not where you you don't want to start here. This is more about Bowie Bowie's philosophy. Um it's more about the it's just an it's an experience it's a visual um experience that and oh my god the audio the whole thing was Mm. just like a a beautiful fever dream 
and uh, and it's all narrated by Bowie in you know interviews he had given and oh wow and it's just a, a it's just beautiful stunning really and overwhelming at times I was really overwhelmed in a good way and mm -hmm. uh, just kind of gave myself in you know over to it and was completely immersed. I don't think the, the IMAX thing was like a week and that was it. But I did see where the TCL Chinese IMAX in uh, Los Angeles, they are bringing it back. Oh, so cool. I, I do wonder if it'll do like an encore presentation. But if so if you get a chance to see it in the theater uh, in IMAX, um, don't hesitate. Um, even if you're not a real huge fan of David Bowie, um, it's just such a, a beautiful film. I mean, I there were several moments where I was moved to tears. Wow. And I, <laughs> I can't cry anymore. It's those SSRIs <laughs> I'm on. But um, so, so uh, it, it's really stunning. Um, and the audio, my God. I mean, there's points where you, you do feel like you are in an audience watching him perform. So, wow. Um, and so, yeah, that was beautiful. And, uh, so that was kind of a nice experience to have. And, you know, we've just been kind of watching things here at the house and we just showed Ellie Ghostbusters for the first time, which, you know, I'm not like a huge fan of that movie. The original. Yeah. The original. Um, okay. yeah. you know, it's not real. I've, I was never, um, you know, huge on it, but you know, she liked it. She thought mm -hmm. that the, you know, the demon dogs or whatever, that the, it was lame. They were totally lame. And we were <laughs> like, well, this was real high tech in 1987 yeah, or well, was it 84. I think it's 84. Yeah. So and uh, <laughs> she was like, what? That's stupid. <laughs> um, so uh, she wasn't at all freaked out, which I was like, all right, it's no, the birds. The that critical eye from her mama <laughs> soon. She's going to be like, it's good art or nothing. No, no. <laughs> but she has been watching more studio Ghibli stuff. And, oh, cool. um, Thomas showed her princess Mononoke. Oh, nice. And so now she's like totally obsessed with that. So I'm like, okay, is that, can I like start to ease her in with some Kurosawa, you know, hmm. like, can we go that route? She's seen Hidden Fortress. Okay. Um, I was just okay. going to ask, does, does she like Star Wars? Yeah, I'm like, I'm like that's I'm where you go. Dying, I'm dying to show her Throne of Blood. So I'm. Yeah. I but then I'm kind of worried that it's going to be a bit premature and she'll hate it because I showed her. Um, uh, we did a movie marathon. I don't know. It was a couple months ago, and I sh showed her Rocky. Hmm. Which she was like, fine, but then like it was too much talking. And then <laughs> uh, Smokey and the Bandit, which she loved. Yeah, that's fun. And then I was like, okay, we're riding high. Let me show her Monty Python and the Holy Grail. And she hated it. Hated it. Wow. Hated wow. It. That, and she, I just. She might outgrow me. that. <laughs> it cut me to the core. She thought it was awful. She was mad at me that I made her watch oh, it. Oh, no. And so I'm like, okay, do I show her Throne of Blood? Throne of what Blood. What do I do? I mean, that, 
the thing is the um I, I'm not expecting her to be a Shakespeare scholar, so she probably hasn't doesn't know the story. But no. the last act of that is pretty rough, though. Um, so. It is no, it's definitely there's a lot there, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, maybe I you know I, I don't think I would go Seven Samurai yet. No, um, no, just I be, think it's, it's and too it's long. Just too long. It's, it's too a, long. And also, it is a little. I mean, like not to you and me, but it's a little slow. For you know, yes. somebody that and I has thought, been... well, maybe Yojimbo would be a good one, um, but like you know, she's totally mesmerized in Mononoke. Uh, you know, like an arrow decapitates mm-hmm. someone, and she keeps talking about how awesome that is. <laughs> <laughs> maybe... So, like, do I have a movie for you? let's watch it kid hold my beer yeah right like let's talk about arrows shall we i'll have to i haven't watched it in a while but of course i know it very well but maybe ron because i mean those those set pieces oh i just so i just revisited that because i you know i got that 4k that Studio Canal put out last year oh, right, um, right. that was like the Best Buy exclusive. And it really is like a beautifully done release, you know, as much as I would love to see it come Criterion solely so we get a Kurosawa box mm-hmm. set that, that I right, want right. a complete box set. Um, but this is a, it, this is a stunning release and it's in the steel book, which again, I don't, you know, that doesn't do anything for me, but like, you know, all I wanted was a good copy of this movie, right? And um, holy moly, it is so good. And so I had put it on um, maybe maybe about a month ago, just out of the blue. I was like, all right, I'm going to watch Ron. And um, I, was, I had been thinking about showing it to her, but I don't know. Like, yeah, there's some... it, there's, yeah, there's yeah. a little bit there, you know, the whole... I'm going to, you know, lick, bite your neck and lick the blood off and then screw you and then convince you to <laughs> like turn your father around. I don't know. There, there was a, a bit there that might be a bit heavy for her. So you draw the line with the fratricide? Is that what it's called? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like it's it. And it is a bit of a. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, maybe. I feel I, it's a little rough. It's a little rough. I just, my memory of that film, and I have that same disc. In fact, a, a listener, uh, we, we did the a Christmas swap last year, so um, I, I forget who it was, but I'll, I'll keep kicking myself, but I'll I'll remember after this. But um, but I haven't watched that yet, so that's a great idea. Hey, I put, put it on, because I, I was will. really impressed with with it. And I've seen, I've seen it at um, years ago, the landmark Midtown Cinema here in Atlanta, they they do this, I think they've gotten back to it, although I don't think it's maybe at the same frequency, but they used to do these like rep screenings on mm-hmm. Tuesday nights, kind of like, you know, like film classics or whatever. And then they would have, usually have a professor um, from Emory or, you know, somewhere common. Sure do a conversation afterward, which I would usually leave um, before that because it would, you know, it was always a Q and a, and I cannot mm-hmm. stand film Q and a's because there's <laughs> always someone that says, Oh, I have a two part question. Oh and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, or they, 
you know, they ask like the time where it wasn't a Q&A, but some idiot blurted out to Albert Maisel's, you know, where did you get the name for uh, Gimme Shelter? And, you know, like, <laughs> which Drew, Drew, our friend Drew will, uh, was oh, there for that okay. one. Um, but um, anyways, the Q&As make me want to crawl under a rock and die. And uh, so I always leave. And, um, <laughs> but I went and saw Ron at, at uh, the theater and it was in 35. Ooh. And my God. That would be amazing. Like, and it was such a good print. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of in this position where I was like, okay, I don't want to ever watch it again <laughs> because it was such a good experience. You know, it was just seared in my brain. But when I got that, the 4k, I was like, all right, I'm going to watch it. And I was like, pretty damn good i like it (laughs) you know i kind of feel the same way about 2001 i think i yeah i think there's a 4k of that i can't remember oh i I think they've done released it a few times in 4k like different iterations so but i i watched it in uh theaters uh actually it was the weekend of the eclipse and it's (laughs) it's been a few years now and 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 we were right in the path of the eclipse Mm -hmm. like one of the few I, it was like a diagonal line across the United States, and it crossed over like maybe a handful of big cities. I think um, uh, Portland was one of them. So, because I think Ryan Gallagher, he also had this, um, and mm-hmm. uh, and so our 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 we had like a ton of tourists come in to Columbia, South Carolina, <laughs> to see the eclipse, and like they were selling shirts, you know, eclipse. I forget what year. Uh, and well, actually, we, 2017 maybe was that it yeah and so they sh- the movie theater showed 2001 and other space movies um that's great in fact i think they might have showed wally which might be <laughs> a conversation <laughs> we'll be having soon um but uh and yet the, the eclipse was actually pretty rocking um i i had no idea i would love to experience one of those again but it's yeah it's, yeah it goes it's, it's it's daytime and then it's not and then it is again. So that, that's <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> Damn it, Aaron! Why did you have to spoil that? But you know what's weird is I was thinking about this while you're talking about Moon Age Daydream, and you know obviously my health plays a part in this, but we have just not been in theaters and yeah, kind of dug it actually. I, I mean, frankly, the four K. If you have a good enough TV, and I'm not don't don't at me everybody i'm not yeah. saying that 4k at home is better than 70 millimeter right. Right. theaters but it's not like as big of a drop off as you might think if, if that right. makes sense no exactly and like i will say even pre pandemic um unless it was like a special um screening of like of something like it takes mm-hmm. a lot to get us into a theater cuz i'm going to tell you like us going to see Moon Age Daydream was eighty dollars. Yeah, that's and, insane. <laughs> and and so like, that's I mean that's a shitload of of money. And so um, you know I went to go see the. <laughs> you y'all can make fun of me all you want, <laughs> but I took Ellie to go see the the new Downton Abbey movie in the theater. Oh, and that's we fun. went to one just right across right across the street from us, and you know on like Tuesdays during the day, it's like $6 ticket. So yeah. And it, we were the only people in the theater. So we didn't mask. It was great. And then, uh, Thomas and I went to go see, um, you know, everything, everywhere, whatever the, oh, everything all the time. I'm a, everything yeah. everywhere all at once. Yes. We saw yeah. that in the theater. 
again at the same one, you know, just because it was something to do and we got cheap tickets. But Laura, I mean, you know, we, I would almost always rather watch it at home unless mm-hmm. it's something special. Now we did get back in. I can't remember. I don't think we recorded uh, after we went to go to this, but we went and saw polyester in the theater. Oh no, at, we, we we did record. Did yeah. we? Did I? Yeah. See, yeah. And that was great because, you know, I've seen that movie so many times, Mm -hmm. um, but I had never seen it in the theater with the um, Odorama cards. And that's like a perfect example of like the the magic of the communal movie going experience. Oh, I bet. I bet. But I'm so like, I, I don't like going to the movie theater. I just mm-hmm. don't, you know, there's gotta be a real good reason. Cause half the time, some assholes on their phone mm-hmm. and you've paid a fortune to go. And yeah, it's just generally an unpleasant experience. Um, so we pick and choose very carefully, even pre pandemic, but especially now, you know, given everything. So, you know, I'm with you on that. I, I mm-hmm. really like being able to just park it on the couch and, you know, if I need to go pee, I can pause it and I don't have to worry about, you know, running to the to the bathroom and, you know, yeah, it's, as long it's as you, don't, you nice. don't pee for 24 to 48 hours, you're good. <laughs> but and that's that's what's interesting is really, you know, the and we I don't think we've talked about this a whole lot, even just throughout the last couple less last year or so is um, like the market has really changed. So, yeah. I mean, they. When they release them in the theaters, you can. So you spent eighty dollars on Moon Age Daydream. Now I don't think I don't think you can rent that yet at home. No. Uh, but but other movies, um, as they come out, you know, or maybe maybe like in the second week, it's been really quick. You can you sure know, rent them for twenty dollars. Right. On any service. And you know, and the Moon Age Daydream thing is, you know, like the only reason why mm-hmm. I was like, we have to go see this is because I had people that had seen it in IMAX and they were like, look, this is an experience. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to treat this almost like a, not a, not a live performance, but it, it, it's a special event. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that, you know, that I can kind of justify the, you know, what we paid, what we paid for that. Um, and, and I would urge people like, if you have the ability to do it, go do it, you know, uh, because it was a special experience. It it was enhanced by having this huge screen and having, you know, the kind of audio setup that none of us have in our homes, right. you know. So yeah. that that I I can I can understand the value in, in that. Um but, you know, yeah, the model largely has changed and I and and I don't think that I think I don't want to say, you know, down with theaters, you know, sure. I don't think that at all. I think mm-hmm. that, but I do kind of hate the, um, the multiplex model. I've always kind of felt that way. And, um, and plus, you know, and this is something that, and I think we've talked about this before, but Matt Zoller sites, film critic has, has, has talked about this for years, but like, you know, I know how I was when I was a teenager. Is I, I went to the movies every single weekend. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, yeah. oh yeah, me. Sometimes. sometimes I spent 
you know, the entire weekend at, at the movie. I saw everything that came out. Okay. Yeah. It was the place to be now. Okay. Look, we've, we've changed how we socialize now. It's different. I get it. But like, it was also cheap. Like mm -hmm. you could, you could go to You're the right. movies and, mm -hmm. and it was cheap no matter what, what time you, you went. And they go, well, you know, prices have changed. Yeah. But guess what? Wages have remained stagnant. So mm -hmm. we've had, you know, now we're getting at, depending on the market you're in, you know, you could be paying $25 a ticket for going to see a movie on a Saturday night when, you know, look at what like an hourly wage is now, you know, mm -hmm. it, ha it hasn't changed much. So it used yeah. to be an affordable form of entertainment where you could take the entire family to go see a movie. And now it's like with the cost of the movie and the cost of, you know, concessions and the cost of uh, getting a babysitter, you know, whatever you have to do. And you have to pay to park in a lot of places, too. It's, you know, it's just not something that can be done. And so they sit there and go, well, you know, streaming is killing the theaters. And I don't think it is. Yeah. I think it's the fact that they're greedy as hell and they're charging an insane amount of money. For a ticket that was that way before streaming was ubiquitous. So um, there's got to be some happy medium. And I think the theater experience is important and the communal experience of watching film is important. But uh, I really do love that convenience. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, no, it's it's hard to uh, hard to give that up. And yeah, and I agree with you. I think the studios are doing themselves a disservice. Or I, sh I shouldn't say the studios. Maybe somewhat the studios, but the distributors. Sure. And, and the exhibitors, of course. Um, but you know, you and I have both studied the history of film, and we know that you know film was for decades, and maybe even you can make the argument that it's still the case today is like a lower is been considered a lower form of entertainment uh, compared to like you know theater or. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, they used to crank them out, you know, yeah. you, you know, you'd have one actor that was working on four movies at the same time, yeah. bopping around the sets and they just didn't, you know, that's why we have so many lost films mm -hmm. because they didn't think there was really any exactly. value in it. You know, you go and see, and it would play for a week, you know, in your local theater or maybe two and it was gone. That was mm -hmm. it. You know, triple, triple feature or something. Exactly. Yeah. And they didn't real, they, you know, a lot of them did not, didn't have the, um, you know, it's hard to know where technology is going to go, but a lot of them didn't have the, the open mindedness to think maybe people will want to see these again. You know, they thought of them as sort of, um, ephemeral mm -hmm. and which is insane to me. And you're right. There's um, so many lost. I think I, I don't remember the number right now, but uh, I I saw like the percentage of sound films that we currently have. It was a very low number. Uh, I, yeah. Sorry, I said sound. I meant silent. You know, silent. Or, or oh no, we we even uh, sound. It's like um, eighty plus percent are of lost. silent are gone forever. Yeah. And then you know. Uh, Papa Marty, you know, he has been yes. <laughs> warning about even even films that were made 40, 50 years ago are um, at risk. And, you know, every day, you know, um, I mean, that's maybe a little dramatic, but it's it's we're constantly losing even the films that we, you know, we think we have. 
you know, mm-hmm. the, the, you know, it's, it's, it's been for a long time where you're, oh yeah, you know, silent film, it's, that's the kind of lost era. And, and we've kind of been resigned to accepting that, but the, <laughs> the rest of what, you know, the so-called modern era of, of Hollywood cinema, they're not safe. Mm-hmm. They're not safe at all. And so we'll you probably know. touch on this with um, with Sean because when he when we talked to him last, uh, one of my favorite parts of the um, of the episode, uh, of course, him talking about great all his love um, all the movies he loves was fun too, but he went into detail about like the effort it takes to restore your own yeah. films and and not not just the effort but the expense and right. Um, and even modern films are threatened. Uh, you know, if 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 a studio doesn't care about the film, or if it doesn't do well, and if the uh, the director or, or producers or whomever uh, own the rights, if they don't have the means to take care of them, I mean, we're probably losing films left and right right now. Well, well, and this goes into um, and you know this goes down a whole other road, but like you know, what's happening with Disney right now. And, and Mm -hmm. I, and I don't want to get into like a, this is not a Marvel versus Scorsese (laughs) thing, but it is worth noting that they have acquired so much content. Mm -hmm. I I, I hate saying content, but that's what, but that's what they call it. They call it content. Everything to them is content. And especially with the acquisition of, of what was 20th century Fox, Mm-hmm. And they are going to sit on so much, and most of it will never see the light of day again. And, and yeah, not, not to bring up a rough, but you know, we we saw studios not releasing movies yeah. that they'd financed and filmed for tax reasons. It's crazy. That's right. So, so there's well, some movies we'll never get to never get that, the opportunity to see. And that was, yeah, that was my next line is that what, I mean, and I, and I have been, I have been very clear, um, in my disdain for what is happening with Warner brothers discovery and the various iterations. I have been extremely vocal because I just don't give a shit. Sure. Anymore. <laughs> but you know, what they are doing is just, beyond disgusting Mm -hmm. and they are still eliminating positions um i just found out a couple weeks ago that someone that is being let go that i know and more is coming and they (laughs) i mean they just you know uh as much as much as it pains me to say it, HBO Max actually turned out to be a pretty damn good streaming service, you know, yeah. in terms we were... of what they have. I mean, and I'm not paying for it. It mm-hmm. it's part it came with um something else I pay for. So sure. we weren't we weren't we weren't giving them money, but at least directly. And um <laughs> the the catalog's really damn impressive. Um I eyeball some of the curation choices and some of the descriptions but the the funniest thing uh and aaron i don't know if you saw this but this was making the rounds on twitter i guess it was last week but um some moron (laughs) photoshopped out warren Beatty's cigar in the artwork for mccabe and mrs miller 
I did see that. So, you know, Why? you got Warren Beatty, like, yeah. doing the chef's kiss, <laughs> like, with his hand, and there's no cigar in it. And I'm like, this movie, like, is about a whorehouse. Like, <laughs> exactly. It's it a gritty says, movie. It, it, it says it in the in the description, okay? But, but God forbid, won't someone think of the children when it comes <laughs> to a man with a cigar? My God. So they're doing that kind of crap and that's just kind of like surfaced. So it'll be real fun to see what uh, they do when they launch their new service next year. Who's this? Which is, this is Warner brothers discovery. Oh, oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Because they're completely, so it, so if we're it'll, getting a, it looks like we may be getting a taste of that. So they're starting to, you know, airbrush out, you know, cigars and God knows what else. So, you know, I kind of wonder, are they going to do what Disney did with, say, Splash and not show Daryl Hannah's butt crack? <laughs> you know, are they going <laughs> are they going to do some little manipulation? It'll be interesting to see, especially a company that still is raking in the dough on, you know, movies like Gone with the Wind. And, yeah. And, you know. When HBO Max first was announced, I remember you and I. I mean, we were doing, we were talking about this, and we were both skeptical because, you know, for a lot of reasons, and, and right, also I, right because the, of what, yeah, because of the what, way it, how yeah. everything shook out exactly. But you're exactly. right; it's it does have a, amazing content. Yes, uh, the thing is, it's tough to find it. Like. You know, oh you, yeah, you I really mean, have you, to dig deep. Uh, they yeah, want the they UI want is terrible. Yeah. yeah, the UI is terrible. But if you if you kind of know what you're looking for and you get in there, you're like, man, okay, this there's actually a lot of stuff here. It's mm -hmm. just whoever is putting it there and the descriptions. I mean, somebody uh, I can't remember what it was, but there was like um a. a some like tongue in cheek programming choice about like partying or something or like having like it was some kind of like fun like having fun with booze or something and it was like all these like very lighthearted like you know like um old school or like you know um what's the one that broken lizard did like all those different like like frat oh. boy comedies, yeah, you know, um, like super, super troopers. troopers and shit yeah. like that. Yeah, shit like that. Club Dread. And, yeah, Club Dread. And then they had Under the Volcano. What? And I'm like, what? That's what? a great, great movie. I like Albert, Albert Finney. Yeah, like fantastic movie about like a man drinking himself to death. Exactly. Yeah. Like what the hell? You know. So um, yeah, but not. Yeah, there's definitely some choices being made here. Um, so not the same vibe. As <laughs> no, like here, Super let troopers. me watch basketball and then follow <laughs> it up with uh, under the volcano. Wow, that was a lot of fun, you know. So I just, um, it's like they, they don't know what they have, man. Mm -hmm. They are sitting on just an absolute gold mine, and I kind of with caution. When uh, the Discovery merger was announced, I was like, okay. Yeah, I joked about, like, all the crossovers that would happen, <laughs> you know, like, 
you know, property brothers on TCM. And then I found out they actually did have one of the property brothers on TCM. And I was like, Oh fuck. I don't even but, know um, what that is. I probably don't want to. I don't either. I just, I'm saying words that I've, I've seen. <laughs> it's just, there's some dumb twins that remodel shit. That's all I know. Oh, okay. And yeah. there's um, lots of shows like that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so I thought actually, you know, mate, I'm, I'm going to see what happens, mm-hmm. you know, and man, it ain't good. So I, um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, well, it'd be curious what, where it goes from here. Cause you know, Netflix, I'm re- recording this on the 27th and I think it's, I think it might even be tomorrow. It's either tomorrow or Friday. Um, Andrew Dominic's blonde is coming out, <laughs> which yeah. um, is probably mm. not going to be very good, but it's a three no, it's hour a- NC 17 mm. movie that, um, um, yeah, I'm, I'm hearing it's not good. I, I figured it would be Anna Armas because her accent didn't seem good in the trailer. But um, apparently she's the best thing about it. Which she's is... the best thing about it. I have not seen it, but I, I have many friends who mm. saw the premiere at TIFF. And um, it's hot trash. Yeah. And these are people that I trust. And these are people who love and know uh, Marilyn Monroe. <coughs> Excuse me and her work and her mm-hmm. legacy. And it is essentially like, it's like torture porn. It is That's trash. I, yeah. That's and then, um, and, and so I, I will not watch it. Um, because I, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. need to see it. And, um, but I, what I had alluded to earlier in our chat, uh, is that Andrew Dominic's a real piece of shit. And, um, I I didn't know that I'm just going, I'm just going for it. Who you were talking about. Okay. Yeah. And he, um, the wonderful Christina Newland, um, she's one of the Mm -hmm. best film writers we've got, did an interview with him. It just came out today for sight and sound magazine. And, um, the interview's quite illuminating. And, um, he's just a real piece of work. I actually, you know, had pretty favorable opinion of him and the way he speaks about Monroe is so disgustingly misogynistic. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Christina posted an outtake that got cut from the interview and he's talking about how no one watches Monroe's films like, why would they watch them? No one watches them. And Christina pushes back on that. And she talks about how, you know, a lot of young women today um, watch Monroe's films, especially like Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. And he mm-hmm. talks about how, oh, I've never seen it. You know, this is a man that's making a movie about Monroe. And he's never seen this film. Wow. And it's this, you know, this ultimate, like, cynical look at men and gender roles and showing that Monroe is not stupid. And at the end of this cut segment from the interview, he calls Jane Russell and Marilyn Monroe, a couple well-dressed whores. And I just, I, I'm, I mean, it's totally, if y'all hop on Twitter, it is, he is getting completely dragged for it as he should. And I just in shock, total shock and so you know i i can't you know there's been so much 
said about Monroe when she was alive and in the 60 years since her death. And I'm like, let the woman rest, you know, like, yeah, you know. she had such a tough life. And, but she also, I mean, she did have a tough life, but she also, you know, was a, was a, an amazing person and she, so, yeah, and yeah. so smart and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and you know, he's not talking about the fact that she formed her own production company or, you know, like these are mm-hmm. things that people don't know about her because the, the tragedy of her life is what gets played up because everybody loves tragedy and trauma and, and, you know, anyways, this interview that he did with Christina, who man, He's a he's a piece of work. So yeah. I just I've you know you, you might remember um yeah, it kind of makes me think of like Hedy Lamar. Um Yes. And, yeah, you, you could you could focus on the challenges she had in her life, but uh she was brilliant. That's um I, I think I think she's been understood better, you know, as time. Oh, has I passed. would def I would definitely say her her story has has you know, I mean, there's children's books written about her, you yeah. know, she's amazing. But, but something I had, I, you know, I, I had contributed to the conversation. I, I don't always hop into the film Twitter character of the day, but today I did. And it reminded me of many years ago, um, Thomas and I were kind of doing a little like redecorating of our bedroom and bathroom. Mm-hmm. And I was pregnant um, at the time. So this would have been 12 years ago. And, um, we were kind of on a tight budget because we've got a baby coming. And so I was kind of cruising the discount home decor stores, looking for things. And I find this, um, you know, really neat framed portrait of Marilyn from on the set of bus stop. And, um, I was like, it was, it was on clearance and like nobody, cause I think there was like a scratch on the frame or something. And, and, um, so I bought it and I, I take it up to the register and the, the lady running the register's like, Oh, well, that's a good find. And I said, yeah, you know, yeah, I thought, I thought it's, it's nice. And it, it'll, you know, kind of class things up a little bit at my home. And she was like, class Marilyn Monroe, classy. She's, she's a huh. slut. And Did I she was actually like, say that out loud? she says this to me. Wow. And I'm like, that's, that's sad that that's the, so like, this is, so this is, this is the prevailing. So I'm just yeah. like, I'm, and it's still going on. And so I just, uh, you know, I don't, I don't need to watch something that's going to further to me harm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I've heard that Anna, Anna Armas is, she's wonderful in it. That's and, what I've heard too. Yeah. And it's, and I, and you know, I feel bad for her. Um, because Dominic is definitely not doing her any favors. Um, but I just, I don't, you know, but it'll be interesting to see what the general, because right now, mm-hmm. you know, we're just the getting the, the, exactly. And so all of my classic film people who know Marilyn and, and mm-hmm. you know, know the real Marilyn, <laughs> it's going to be very interesting to see what they have to say about it. Um, yeah, well, you know, you know, Andrew, Dominic, there Remember the the John um, John Ford, um, the, um, uh, the 
assassination of yes uh, Jesse James by Jesse the coward James yeah he or, he did yeah <laughs> he did not assassinate John Ford sorry about that but <laughs> or there was, did he um, yeah who knows well, let's drop that rumor like we did Truffaut which actually may may happen <laughs> I don't know um, but uh, he um. Yeah, there was that kind of a letter writing campaign. In fact, we had uh, somebody in the show on the show that was behind that. Uh, you know, in the early days of Criterion, now it might have been one of the first twenty episodes, um, and they were trying to. There, there was like a big campaign to get that film on Criterion. And you probably you might remember like there was an IndieWire article and um, yeah, and and for whatever reason Criterion passed. And I I have seen that movie and it's a good movie. I I. I I won't deny that he does have a good, you know, oh. eye. For, I mean, he's a good filmmaker. He might Absolutely. Be, a, lot, a lot of, you know, they say don't meet your heroes, you know. Well, yes. There's a good, good reason for a lot. That doesn't mean, you know, there's a lot of tough Ab- uh, absolutely. separation I, of art I, and artists. I yeah. am definitely, I mean, and the the critics I know that are really having a hard time with this movie and the way he's mm-hmm. handling this press tour um, they all have said, look, I, I'm saying this as, man, I was a fan of his work, mm-hmm. you know? And so for whatever reason, I mean, I feel bad for his PR, um, people because he is not making their job easy right now. So I don't know, you know, you don't have to love the subject of your, of your film. You sure. know, you don't, you don't have to. But you do have to have a fundamental understanding of them, and and if you read this interview, he's he's literally only interested in her pain, mm-hmm. and, he, and he talks and that's, about that's the, what I've heard. And that's the problem. It just goes. It's just yeah. So I have yeah, watched and he it. Says, and I, he says I'm only I'm only interested in the emotion. Well, mm-hmm. guess what? Emotion is a lot of things. It's not just someone's anguish Mm -hmm. so don't say you're only interested in her emotional side when all you're covering is the tragedy because she's more than that so i just you know it's just interesting to me to have him not only loathe the subject matter but also (laughs) not even know it so like if you're if you're going to hate something at least know what you're hating right yeah you should see have seen uh their movies um, oh yeah oh yeah, yeah well, so that, that we'll <laughs> especially see. especially one of her you know most popular ones so mm-hmm. oh, yeah. um uh, you know an I, it, icon i absolutely and and you know there is a famous for being famous and mm-hmm. that's not her fault that's no, no, that's yeah. just that's just what she was made into so you know, um, but the Netflix situation, it's just going to be interesting to kind of see what, because in the several months that we've been on hiatus, they kind mm-hmm. of have, have imploded. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see where that all heads, um, because they just spent themselves into... <laughs> Yeah, no, I, 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 you know, a situation that I don't know how they'll get themselves out of. And going forward, you kind of wonder would they remake? Would they do the Irishman again? They've made some some bold, creative decisions. And in fact, I just watched the other day. Um, uh, 
the teen comedy that's a, a re-adaptation of, well, I wouldn't say that adaptation, but it's um, inspired by Strangers on a Train, and it's called uh, Do Revenge. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And it was actually not terrible. It was, just, I, I mean, it it's, was certainly a vast departure from Hitchcock, well, I, but it was kind of fun. Um, I um, really, you know, that's one thing that I was really digging about the stuff they were putting out is like, hey, you know, I can actually see some new movies this mm-hmm. way. And, you know, I loved, um, um, oh gosh, the movie about um, Rudy Ray Moore. Um, hmm. I, don't, I don't think I've seen that one. Um, oh my God. Well, I'm totally um, drawing a blank. Well, that's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm a sucker for the docu-series. And yeah. l- lately I've been watching the... Um, the uh, un- unfold, I think, t- series, which is actually pretty good content. I, I use that word content, <laughs> but it really is just like an hour to an hour and a half documentaries about sports figures. And there's a really good one I watched the other day that was about a hockey, uh, a mobster uh, that may or may not have inspired The Sopranos, bought Amazing. his kid a hockey team in Danbury, Connecticut, and it was one of the best documentaries I've seen in the last six months. Um, so, yeah, and I'm, who who knows where they'll Dolomite go? Dolomite is my name. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. That was, yeah so that I mean, and the that was Irishman and yeah. you know, and I love the Five Bloods and oh yeah. You know, there's been some really great stuff, um, and there's been some not so great stuff. But you know, um, speaking of which, I I owe you, I never thought I'd say this sentence in my life, but I owe you an Okja. <laughs> Oh, God, <laughs> that was yeah, that was Netflix, um, and actually that's a good transition because uh, that was a 4K, and I I saw it on Netflix initially when uh-huh. it came out, um, maybe a couple three years ago, and of course um, you know Bong is you know, now I'm, I'm glad he's very popular now thanks to Parasite. Um, he was right. somewhat popular before that, um, but this movie uh, I watched it in 4K, and we we kind of have like a new configuration is in that like we have the downstairs TV which is basically our our big movie room which has uh-huh. the 4K player and has all the st- it's the better internet so we can stream the uh the uh, and if we rented some, like um you know any movie we would watch it down there at night mm-hmm. and like I watch my Criterions in another room mm-hmm. um and uh, my non 4K Criterions and Okja looked amazing but it's kind of a silly movie so anyway, I, I, I accidentally bought two, two two copies of the 4K because I had forgotten I had ordered one. Probably the last time I'll do that for a while. And I was like, you want Okja and, and to you? I was like, and sure. I'm curious what, what uh, Ellie would think of it. I mean, it's kind of fun in a way, but also like she may never eat meat again. And if that's as apparent, if, you, if that's something you want, then um, uh, yeah, she def- I mean, definitely won't eat a hot dog. I mean, I like meat i'm afraid that if i watch it i won't want to eat meat again i love I, a good steak i like meat um i haven't had a hot dog since then so but i don't like really, yeah i don't really eat hot dogs yeah anyway. i don't really eat those either so that that would be okay for me but i don't know we'll see but yeah i so i i've been watching a lot of like all of the 4k uh criterions down there and it's really become like an event for uh, in our home like you know yeah. i watched devil in a blue blue dress the other day uh which oh, for, nice. for some reason I, I i was surprised by sometimes when i rewatch something and i look at my letterbox ranking 
I'm like, wait, did I not like that? And uh, and then yeah. I rewatched it, and uh, I think I'd seen it on the Twilight Time in 2017. Um, I, I, yeah. I just remember recently. I've got that on. release. Yeah, um, and it and I loved it this time, and it, so I I don't know what I was missing, and some, so I think sometimes like just it yeah, being an maybe. event. Sometimes you have K. to have it, yeah. And I think you also sometimes need things to marinate, or mm-hmm. maybe you weren't in the right frame of mind. I mean, I hate to admit this, but the first time I saw Goodfellas, I didn't like it, and I don't, you know, and this was years and years and mm-hmm. years ago, and um, yeah, I, I I don't know, I just maybe I wasn't in the right frame of mind, or maybe I was expecting it to be so. I don't know why. And then when I watched it the second time, I mean, I've seen this movie a gajillion times, but the second time I watched it, I was like, what was wrong with me? (laughs) This movie's fantastic. So, you know, I think sometimes we just uh, catch us on a bad day. It doesn't work. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Well, and also since then, I I mean, obviously prior to 2017, I'd watched hundreds of noir films. I knew noir movies, but Having since then though I I, you know, I took that class on noir and I've wa- and yeah. I watched all these noir sets and and then I just just recently had watched the um the post noir the imprint one which yeah. um, was surprisingly really really good I, I think I'd seen like half the films but a couple couple of them I hadn't I hadn't seen one false move and um and there's another one I'm I'm, I'm forgetting that I really loved that I'll I'm kicking myself for forgetting. But there were some really good films on that set. And, you know, the 90s was actually pretty ripe for good post-noirs, and I'd, I'd forgotten about that. And so I think watching uh, the Carl Franklin movie, Devil in the Blue Dress, with that fresh on my mind, you know, made me pay more attention to the noir elements and really um, kind of get into the story. And, and I think they, he really did some interesting things regarding incorporating race, which wasn't really happening too much in the 90s, um, at least not in, like, a serious, uh, you know, genre film. Which I think this right. would qualify. So, yeah, and um, and yeah, I, I'm so glad that Criterion went down the 4K rabbit hole because, um, yeah, it's really enriched my uh, film experience. And now, so this is we're going from Andrew Dominic and um, to <laughs> to uh, Pixar, but I mean, Wally is coming out. Um, I know. I did not. I don't think anyone saw that coming. And the thing is, they had already announced the month. Uh, that was November, right? So, yeah. yeah, just one day I got a random press release, and I think it shocked everybody. At first I thought it was a joke. <laughs> Did you? Uh, I, was, I was, like, definitely checking the calendar, making sure it wasn't, <laughs> like, an April Fool's thing. No, it was that was definitely a shock, and not because – there may be some people out there that think, okay, this is not – Worthy of a criteria. I'm sure oh, there's nah, someone yeah. out there. I, yeah, that, but that's not what was for me. It was more of, I can't believe that. I mean, yes, this is Pixar, but Pixar is Disney. Mm-hmm. And it just, yeah. they are so controlling of their titles and putting shit back in the vault and then opening up the vault again. And, you know, I was pretty shocked that they uh, managed to, to work that one out. So that, actually yeah. I'm sitting here going, okay, what else are we going to see from them? That was my, well, that was my first thought is how in the world did Criterion get Wally? Now the movie, um, you, you remember I made my 125 best movies. It, it was on the list. I think, I think it's like one of the best animated movies of all time. Seriously. It's great. It's great. It's, 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 it's Buster Keaton. 
I mean, it's, it really it's, is. It's, 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 it a is. Ke- it's a Keaton movie. There's so much there um, that's reminiscent. I, mm-hmm. I don't love the the human part of the story, but I do think that mm-hmm. um, I do think that it's a beautiful film. And uh, I'm just glad it's not Toy Story. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you know, Toy I, Story I, could happen though. It I, could. Not, it but could be a box set. What I what I would love to see is is The Incredibles. I think yeah, that would be that would fun. be fun. I mean, there's a that lot of great fun. great Pixar films. I mean, there's also some, you know, I don't want Lightyear, the new one. I haven't watched that no. yet, but I, no. I I could at any time. It's down. It's a click away. Oof. Uh, Oof. No, yeah. I, 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 that's not one. You know, I I wouldn't mind seeing. Um, I mean, they. I wouldn't mind seeing Inside Out. Mm-hmm. Um, I know everybody loves Up. I was not a fan. Um, I, I love the first. I mean, the first five ten minutes. The, the first ten minutes was... is 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 stunning, and then the talking dogs. I just wanted to. <laughs> I wanted to throw my TV out. It's like two different movies. It's it's like what yeah. Make Way for Tomorrow meets um, Some Like It Hot. I don't know, but but it's not as good as Yeah, some, it's some like just it hot. not. And it doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't work. But <laughs> it, yeah. there are some really good ones there that I could see making their way in. But Wally seems to be a, that's a good, that's a good one. Um, and, so it'd and, be interesting to see what, what we're going to get with it. And yeah. And when Pixar is not, or Disney is not just Pixar, you know, this opens the door to a lot of movies. Um, you know, I, I watched the straight story uh, and I got it from imprint. Um, you know, is, yeah. does this open, open that door? Uh, especially since well, yeah, for it looks the like longest Lynch, time. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, it looks like Lynch wants every single thing he's ever released um, on Criterion. So, well, except man, for Dune. I mean, that would be that would be amazing. And you know, that's one thing is the 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 tease we got from Kyle MacLachlan. You know, yeah, I know <laughs> the Criterion offices and the you know the speculations. But anytime you're dealing it, with anything Lynch and Twin Peaks and you know, the speculation gets out there um, that, God, I'd love I'd love to see a box set. I'd love to see a Twin Peaks Criterion. But I would I would buy that. I've already bought I don't know how many copies of that series, <laughs> but I would buy it again. I, I would, too. Um, um, well, what's funny is he yeah that hit that tease. And then a couple of days later, the closet video came out. I know. And I was like. Oh come on, Kyle! <laughs> I think he it had more legs than he expected it to. I I, I imagine he it was knows just this, the... and he he is so good with his fans, and he also mm-hmm. knows how to play along with them. So he does this crap all the time, where he teases something out, and it's, there's just nothing. It's you know, a nothing he just burr. Did, he well, has fun with it. So it, it was a very good closet video, and that's the kind of it stuff we have, we have not been talking about this last several yeah. months that we um we but we're definitely going to talk about. Kyle McLaughlin and um, uh, David Lynch very, very soon. So, um, yeah. Well, okay. We're, that's an hour. Um, <laughs> I know, but are, are we, mean, like, we, we shot some shit. We shot some shit. I think we're like, we're still in the shallow end of the pool, but maybe we're like doggy paddling our way over to the, the slightly deeper end. Maybe our head's like just barely. It's barely above. above. But then we've got a dunk. We've got a totally dunk under come Thursday. 
yeah, yeah, we'll we'll be ready for that. But you know, we've done this before. And then at some point, yeah, we'll we'll put out the surge episode, and and you're gonna love it. If you haven't heard it yet, it's really it's so um, good. We had it, such a good time, and and you know, and I even said to Surge, you know, I was so nervous going into that <laughs> because of like who he is and what mm-hmm. he does and what he means to the film community, especially like film preservation. And he's like this rock star. And I'm like, Oh my God, I was so nervous. And I told him that and he was like, Psh, <laughs> well, he was whatever. such a, yeah, he, <laughs> you know, he, and he did his little Charles Boyer impersonation <laughs> for me, which just had me weak in the great. knees. And, yeah. you know, so he was just an absolute pleasure, such a sweet person. He was great. And yeah, I, um, yeah, just loved it. I got to I got to say real quick, Aaron, um that on the 20th, so you know, last week the indicator Universal Noir oh, right. volume yeah. 1 is out and I wrote the essay for Larceny uh with John Payne. Um I have not gotten my copy yet. Um hopefully soon. But, uh, yeah, um, it's a great little set. I forgot so, to. I, that's the thing. You know. we, I, I heard about that during the hiatus. So, <laughs> and I didn't even realize it was the release date was, uh, was right now. But, um, yeah, but, yeah I, I was extremely happy to see, see that. And, um, and, yeah, I'm sure there will be more, more that we can talk about later. But, uh, yeah, but so, so, um, I think if people don't know, the Surge – I don't know if all of our listeners know who Serge is and really the impact he's made on film restoration, yeah. but he's um, Serge Bromberg. Uh, he's the uh, Lobster Films, uh, I, I don't know, president or founder, whatever, I don't know his title off the top of my head, but basically he's like probably the most important person on the planet when it comes to, <laughs> or maybe most impactful. And he would, and um, he would, and he would totally <laughs> be like, no, 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 Yeah, no, no. He, 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 he's also very humble. Um, he is. And I, I don't know if, if, he's, if he's a household name, but he's made, a, you know, like a huge mark, especially on silent film. Yeah, and, and, and if you don't know who he is, you know his work. If you, if you, you are yes. a cinephile, now, you know, again, the general public is not going to be aware, but if you are a film fan, mm-hmm. you have seen his work or you have, or you have seen something that he was key in getting someone else to, to work on. He is very involved. So I, you know, I, I put him up there with Kevin Brownlow, you mm-hmm. know, like yeah. he is, yeah. he is, instrumental and and like Scorsese you know Mm -hmm. in terms of calling attention to these films to get them get them saved preserved and most importantly in the in the hands of all of us so that we can we can enjoy them he's just a remarkable person and yeah if you've been watching Criterions his hand has been on those so so yeah we but the thing is he's he's just a great guy history has made it night yeah, that yeah. he was instrumental in in that release and, and love um, affair. I mean, that's what we talked to him about. Not history made at night. I meant love affair. That's what okay, I meant. Okay. I don't think he. I don't think he did history is made at night. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe either, but... he was involved, but no, you're right. It, it was love affair, and you know that every copy that was available before mm-hmm. then was awful, and um, you know the the release that that he was instrumental in that restoration and my god it's like a different film it is so stunning um 
Yeah, so, no, it's yeah. great. We, we talked to him about that as well, uh, because did. that was right about the time we, we had him on is when that movie came out uh, earlier this year. But yeah, I, I, I asked him about a film and he just a few clicks and he was like, oh, yeah, we did that one. And, and he does announce <laughs> right. uh, uh, yeah. something he's done for Criterion. So, um, you know, uh, more to come on that. But he does let us know of a potential upgrade in in the works. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. So Jill Blake, uh, so yeah. I've forgotten. It's been so long. Um, aside from the Universal Noir set, is there anything out there that you've worked on that's come out in these last few months? Oh, you know the Classic Film Collective. But um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give uh, listeners a little. We are um, shuttering the collective. Um, that's not been formally announced yet. Um, so people who are patrons, thank you so much. I know we have several listeners who have, um, supported the collective. Um, we are going to kind of reimagine it in the future. Um, so in, and in the near future that we're not talking like a long time down the line, but we are going to kind of redo some things. We had just seen it, you know, sometimes with things and Aaron, you understand this, you oh, know, yeah. things get stagnant and it's hard to draw inspiration and engagement was kind of down. And then that also like reflects into what we're doing. And so it's just one of those things that uh, we ca- kind of want to pause and uh, redo some things. So that's, that's kind of a bummer, mm-hmm. but we are, we are, looking forward to something else because we do want to have kind of the spotlight on female creators so we think that's important but other than that you know most of what i've been doing lately aaron is kind of behind the scenes and maybe at some point i'll discuss that yeah and um but nothing public facing right now you know we'll see we'll see if i feel the urge to pitch a piece somewhere or whatever but other than doing my normal on Twitter and in the Facebook group. And now we're back here on the podcast. You know, so you don't, you don't um, want to talk about being Olivia Wilde's Wilde's uh, publicist. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's I, actually why I've been I, off film Twitter. I'm so sick of that. Story. I, the whole thing around that is so ludicrous. And I just was eating <laughs> up. I like, I don't care. I don't I, care yeah. anything about it, but I was like, just loving everyone. Just like Zapruder film on this, like, did he spit? Did he not spit? <laughs> and the only thing I cared about at all was mm. the best Chris, you know, just the best. Chris. Right, right, right. And he's yeah. just out there wearing amazing clothing mm-hmm. and just providing us with some just amazing images God, I love him. I love Chris Pine so much. Um, yeah, it, it, I, we've talked about how you know every film set has its own culture. Oh and, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So and uh, I do think there's a good sprinkle of sexism that's that's happening oh, here too. I mean, and certainly. I have I have no dog in this in this fight at all. But you know, there you don't hear this kind of crap going on with. Uh, you know, with a male director. So I'm sure that that's part yeah. of this, but still I'm, I, was, right. I was, I was eating it up though. It was like, so, so 
It was so mm-hmm. ridiculous. And when you do hear it about a male director, it's like 10 years later, like, I, like David oh, yeah. Russell, you know. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's it, always it's always years removed. Oh, by the way, he did this, he did that, you know, right, so right. yeah, yeah, whatever. Or, uh, but Abdelatif Kashish, when he did uh, Blue is the Warmest Color, that was like five mm-hmm. years later. And, and speaking mm-hmm. of which, the Criterion said, oh, there's going to be another version. Didn't happen, and mm. of course it didn't because you need you need yeah. you need the support of your your performers who are famous now, or at least a couple of them are. So yeah. um, anyway, enough, enough about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not always good news or bad bad publicity is not always good, but um, no. I think it did work out for that movie. Yeah. But great talking to you, and we'll do yeah, this again wonderful. here in a couple days, and this one's going to be going up immediately. The um, the Sean, there'll be a um, an unedited version just like there used to be. Yep. So that'll go uh, back on the Patreon at Criterion Cast. Um, and I'm sorry to hear about the Film Collective. Um, as you remember, I I was um, a, a fifteen dollar a month donor for a long time since you the were. beginning. And then actually, yeah. when I lost my job, I, the first thing I had to cut was the Patreon because I had like hundred dollars a month in Patreons. Yeah. It adds up. So I, I that one really stung. Uh, but um, but yeah, no, when we appreciate, yeah, we appreciate your support and, you know, all of our listeners here that supported, it really meant a lot. And, you know, um, it's just one of those things that happens. And, and the other thing is like, you, you don't want to, you know, if we're not feeling inspired, we mm-hmm. don't want to keep charging people for that. So we appreciate everybody's support. And like I said, we we're trying to get something else put together you know um over the next couple months so uh and i will make the the announcement on here as soon as as soon as that's in the works all right well if i can well i was gonna say if i can help i can't help with the content uh but um no but you i i will be asking (laughs) i will be asking for some uh, uh pointers on a few things so for sure and we'll definitely need a shout out or two yeah, well, you definitely have that, and yeah. <laughs> well, it's great talking to you again. Yeah, it's it great wonderful. being back in this boat with you. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, and next time, a hundred percent more Criterion's. We're gonna get to all of them. Uh, more get... Criterion, thank you. Yeah, from Did August. Did you that right? Uh, yeah, I think more more movie go Criterion, thank you. Is, That's is, right. <laughs> um, but more more talk movie Criterion go. Uh, more. more, more <laughs> podcast go criterion thank you thank you (laughs) is what'll happen and that's a good note to end on it is thanks y'all thank you aaron